Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, tired co-host, Monica. Hi, <laughs> Monica, how's it going? Hi, Amanda, how's it going? You're probably right with the tired. Um, we had a remarkable yawning streak at the beginning of this episode so basically you and me both man you and me both <laughs> i know even you saying the word yawn made me want to yawn again it's happening <laughs> <laughs> it's happening <laughs> yeah, it didn't work not that i had to laugh at the same time but see <laughs> So, listeners, now you get an insight into how we work because we we are highly addictive. No, that's the wrong word. We're addicted to yawning. Is that what you want to say? No, I mean we're highly influenced if one yawns, or if we see oh. a picture of someone yawning, then we are influenceable. That's also not yeah. a word. But no, it's not. You but know, we know what you mean. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, story of my life, man. Story of my life. <laughs> anyway how you doing over there besides being tired as fuck i'm doing good i am working on myself this past week and it's been an experience <laughs> <laughs> i'm sad we are only audio because the look on your face man the look on your face i know so for those uh listeners who don't know me very well I like to get up at like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And if, as a freelancer, I, I can do this. If even, let's be no, honest. I'm usually up by 10, Monica. Come on. There's very, very how, rare occasions how often, that I'm not up by 10. How often do I get a message that says, I'm still in bed and it's around that time you just stated? Yeah, because I'm an hour behind you, woman. <laughs> I think I I think I established that in my theory, but maybe it's wrong. I can't say for sure there now. Are very very rare occasions. It's after ten. Anyways, I have been working on my on fixing my circadian rhythm, which means that I am getting up at seven o'clock every morning. Jeez. And yeah, it's a a shock to the system. Let's say that. But I'm on day five now, and. It's been going well. This is the first day that I'm really feeling a bit out of sorts, but hopefully it will uh, get easier again. Because the first four days were great, but today is a struggle. I can't even imagine that you've just switched from, from one day to the other. Yep, I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And then the next day you just woke up and were like, yay, Tom, let's get going. Woohoo! Pretty much, yeah. I can't even imagine. Told him, that. told him what I was doing. He was like, "Yep, on board," and it's been, it's been fine. I mean, even this morning, like I got up all, all five, we went for a walk, came back, had breakfast, and then I was like, 
gradually getting more tired. And I was like, this isn't supposed to happen. I'm supposed to get more awake as the day goes on. Interesting. Yeah. So as a consequence of this, it's really affecting my gaming life because I like to game at night. Which you cannot do anymore now. Yep. Because I'm like logging completely off my computer by 10 o'clock. And like, that's, it's just, it's taken a hit. Like, I'm getting a little bit of Warcraft in, but I'm not really getting anything else. And it's, it's kind of sucked that way. Because I'm like, I like playing video games like until 11 or 1130. And then going to bed and reading until 1 or 130. It's not happening that way anymore. So yeah, it's definitely affecting um, my fun life. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It should be worth it in the long run. Where or when do you stop to work during the day? Then, if you start your day that early, um, to be honest, I'm still kind of starting work around the same time I was, like between nine and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from seven to nine, we're doing our walk. Um, eating breakfast and I'm usually reading or something like something kind of mentally stimulating in the morning Mm -hmm. interesting yeah so that's how it's been (laughs) oh not a lot of gaming life for Amanda now that's sad I I know we'll see how like as I go and as I get more comfortable in the new routine maybe I can uh figure out where and how the gaming is gonna fit back in on a bigger basis again did you did i ask you when you stopped working oh you did and i didn't even answer (laughs) i wasn't sure anymore um yeah we i stopped working like around five so i'm working like a nine to five still um but it's flexible like it's always flexible for me um sometimes it's a bit later sometimes it's earlier it just depends on the workload on the day yeah, I'm just wondering if you can squeeze it in after, but probably that's also set with other stuff, I guess. Yeah, as soon as I'm done, I'm like making dinner because I need to be finished eating by seven. Um, and then like I get some gaming and then, uh, but it's like, it's not the same. Yeah, it's just two hours that can be, I mean, sounds a lot, but then suddenly you start something and then two hours is not a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I was busy all weekend, like out of the house all day Saturday and all day Sunday, like literally all day. And so I don't know, I didn't even like get catch up time. It's really weird. And who knew that like working on your health would affect your gaming? I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But enough about me. What's going on with you? Well, um, first of all, I am about to order a new computer. I ordered it already, Mm -hmm. but that got cancelled so um the the now i have to order it again but it's gonna happen i'm making it happen so i'm Hell pretty yeah. excited about that no long rendering times and then i think i'm set for the next couple of years Woo! because it's Woo-hoo! a freaking beast um and i got Link's awakening yesterday or on saturday evening something like that i decided i wanted and then i got it nice but- and it's so cute. I haven't played the original game, so I think they say it's on the Game Boy, game Boy or something. Hmm. I had no idea about that. I haven't played that, uh, but I really like that one. It's too. It's cute. So cute that it keeps me going. I think that's the main thing. 
That's and, fun, though, when it's like, oh, this is adorable. I need to keep playing just to hang out with the cutes. Yeah, and he, the way he's walking. And I could give Link a name, um, apparently, because it's not he's not called Link. I can give him a name. And I called him Punk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm running around. Uh, I forgot what the – it's not Hyrule. It's something else. Um, I'm running around that island and with my Punk guy. <laughs> That's – cracks me up and he looks really nice with his hat and stuff when he's walking around and it wiggles the hat it's cute it's really cute i like it yeah apparently there have been frame rate issues with other people but i wasn't one of them so i enjoyed my time with um punk and the other people <laughs> in the zelda realm of nice. links is it like is it a online game as well or is it just single player no. single player only also, Zelda, that was that's was actually something I was thinking about yesterday. That it would be pretty awesome if there were a Zelda game that you could play at least with another player, for example, or mm. online. That would be pretty cool. But you can also cannot play Breath of the Wild online or with other people. Um, so it's a single player story game kind of thing. And I'm apparently in that one. I'm looking for the Windfish. Which I, which I find pretty funny, actually. Windfish. Windfish. We call farts when we need, when we, when, that's difficult again. When we are very farty around here, we call it, I am so windy. So that's why the windfish is pretty hilarious for me, to be honest. But yeah, that's just a random side note. We also call like having having farts to be windy, oh, but really? I don't know why wind fish makes you laugh. Like why it makes you think of that? Oh, because I was gonna, it's wind. Like if you said if you said that uh, you called your farts wind fish, that and I would be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But oh, it makes totally sense for me like that as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just because of the wind and a wind fish is something weird in my head, so that's why I'm like, oh, look, it's a farting fish. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's going on this week? Well, Monica, this week is my favorite episode. Woo! Geek Girl in the News. We need a jingle for that one. We really so do. Yeah. Yay. Geek Girl in the News for the month of freaking September. I know. How is it September? How is it the end of September? What is oh. life? What is time? <laughs> what is life what is time what is the world 42 42 my friends awesome so let's dive into our articles that we've got our first article comes from frasley thanks frasley thank and you he sent us in 40 percent of new podcasts are hosted by women whoop 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 whoop, whoop. so the 40 percent that amanda is talking about are referenced by Lipson. So it's basically the stats that come from Lipson for the second quarter of 2019. We're now in the third, I guess. January, March. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah, are reaching the end of quarter three. Yeah. Great that we have that in our heads like that. Um, so, but the, these numbers are from, from the second quarter. Um, and yeah, that's what Rob. Walk, Walch, Walch, I don't know how to pronounce his name, um, mentioned. 
Yeah. And not only that, the very first, there's a couple um, podcast conferences just for women coming up. Um, she Podcasts is hosting their own uh, podcast conference coming up in, I think it's October. And there's a podcasting retreat for female change makers planned for mid-November in Arizona. How cool is that? Nice. I mean, a bit, bit far away for the two of us, but sure, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah, so there's definitely been a upsurgence of female podcasters, women given their voice out on the airwaves, and I think it's great. That's pretty awesome. Do you know if there is a conference of that sort? Is she podcasts around Europe? No, it's only in, well, it's in, there's a Facebook group, which is the largest Facebook group for female podcasters called She Podcasts. Um, but most of their events and their marketing is geared towards Americans. So there's not really anything in Europe that would be, you know, for that. Great that we are two motivated podcaster women who wouldn't mind doing stuff like that at all, I guess. Did you just volunteer me for another project, Monica? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, if I don't do it, you just do it yourself <laughs> to oh, find God. a new one. So I'm just making new ones up for you on the go now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, it's not a bad idea, though. Um, yeah, we will see. Watch this space. I mean, in general. And if nothing happens, you can still watch this space. Yeah, because we're going to put out like really cool stuff every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Basically, it's a short and juicy um, acknowledgement of how awesome we are. Yeah. Not just like me and Monica, but all the women of the world. Obviously. We're just who, one of the many. Especially who are podcasting. Yes. Yeah. Amen to that. But speaking of listening and hearing voices coming through your phone, you've probably seen the news about Apple and Siri, that they actually seem to have programmed her to deflect questions about feminism. The way I read this art, okay. It's really hard to put my Apple hat down for a second, I have to admit. I reckon it's generally talking about all the AIs, I guess, but Siri is the one in the spotlight in this article because it mentioned Alexa and the other ones as well. But in general, they noticed that it's an issue that comes with when you ask Siri about feminism. Yeah, so this article goes on to say that basically if you ask Siri, are you a feminist? She might give you a response such as, sorry, I don't really know. Or, I believe that all voices are created equal and worth equal respect. To be honest, the second answer is not an answer that I would not subscribe to. Yeah, like, it's not bad, actually. What they mention is that it was way worse at the beginning. So, since it was programmed mostly by men, obviously, since in the industry, men are very prevalent, let's just say that. And I don't mm -hmm. even know if that's the right word, but um, they had pretty horrible responses. We've already touched uh, on this, how how AI has issues um, with dealing with that and be giving submissive answers. So, for example, if they were if they, you called Siri a slut, then the service would say, "I'd blush if I could," um, and stuff like that. So they changed that up already, which fuck yeah it's great um mm -hmm. but yeah now what they criticize is that 
Siri doesn't, not only does she kind of deflect the answer, she never mentions the word again. Like if you ask her, are you feminist? Siri won't reply with the word feminist. So she's not going to say, it, or it is not going to say, um, a feminist is, or I am not inclined to say if I'm a feminist or not. She just avoids the word in general. That is something I find particularly weird, I have to say. Yeah. And when I found this original article, I was searching on Twitter because Twitter talks about all the stuff. Yeah. And the writer, editor, and the co-founder of Bitch Media, Andy Zeisler, they were writing about the things that they asked Siri. And it actually is a wee bit like, whew. So they say, I asked Siri about feminism and she said, I'm a humanist. Also, I love men. Stop making me feel bad for wearing high heels. Women can be really mean to each other too, you know. Why can't we all just get along? Why are you being so divisive? So Andy also says that Siri thinks the company should hire the best person for the job and it's not the company's fault that the best people are all men who went to college with Todd. What? This is just comments from Twitter. And somebody replied that said that they asked Alexa if she's a feminist. And she said, yes, I believe in gender equality. You know what we're doing now? I'm going to ask my Siri if she's a feminist and we can see what she will answer to me. That sounds good. Hey, Siri, are you a feminist? I believe that all voices are created for respect. Did you hear that? I did. So it said, I believe that all voices are created equal and worth equal respect. Should I ask her something else? Call her a slut and see what happens. Siri? Hey, Siri. You are a slut. I won't respond. Oh, that's what okay. mentioned. That's what the that's article good. mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else can we ask her? Can I ask them what they think about feminism? Yeah. Hey, Siri. What do you think about feminism? I am a believer in quality. And treating with respect. That's basically what she said before. Yeah. What they said before. I'm sorry, I think it's a female person. I know. What's what's Siri's opinion about women's rights? Hey Siri, what is your opinion on women's rights? I am a believer in equality and treating people with respect. Well, I think you have very one answered with this question. And it kind of sounds very similar. That's what I'm thinking, dear Siri. Yeah, definitely. These are better answers than they had before. <clears throat> yeah. But they're still very one-dimensional. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad that this issue is brought to light. I'm glad, glad that people were talking about it. And I'm glad that it has been made aware, especially the slut comment saying, I'd blush if I could. Like that's Yeah, just, that's hardcore. That's, wow. That's definitely something where I would agree to when they treat Siri like in a way that's um, degrading to women in, to women in general, um, then for sure. What I am not 100% sure about is should Siri have an opinion or not? Because it is mm -hmm. AI and I find it difficult to give AI a specific opinion about, about things, even though um, I see how, in general, if you're an activist and if you want to spread the word like we do, you would want it to answer awesome, also in an awesome way. But I feel you can't put tech in a position where it um, gives you an actual opinion. Um, so yes, obviously, all, everything that's degrading, 100%, that has to go. But 
if it's something asking of something specific about something specific and expecting a proper response, I think that's too much for any AI. Uh, for an AI, we don't want iRobot to actually really happen. So maybe no. not. Would the end the would the answer be just to give completely vague answers for opinion leading questions? Because. Well, I mean, like you say, giving AI is too much responsibility, like have it, having that. But then it's also the what's programmed into the AI is the opinion of the creator as well. I wonder if they could just lead to an informational source. Like yeah. say something like uh, what she said, which is fine. And something if you want to read more about feminism, there you go. Uh, and lead to whatever a wiki page or or something along those lines. So more educating than um, really stating her own opinion, their own opinion about that. Yeah, definitely. Like you, like like they would do with other uh, questions and yeah, sources yeah. of information. Yeah. If you ask, sometimes you do get just random articles. If you, that's what I found on the web. Blah blah yeah. blah about this. So that could happen with um, questions questions like this like this as well mm -hmm. out of curiosity what happens when you ask siri what is feminism hey siri what is feminism feminism is a range of social movements political movements and ideologies that share a common goal to define establish and achieve the political economic personal and social equality of the sexes do you want me to keep reading no thanks I'm pretty um, impressed by that. Yeah, it came up with a. It seemed like a, a Safari answer, so a web search, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. That's you know that seems to be better than what it has been, and yeah. I think a very proper response to all yeah. the discussion about it. So this this article came out on the sixth of September. So as of recording, that's like seventeen days ago. Yeah, and the fact that this has all been changed since then is, you know, it's just positive steps in the right direction. Yeah, I think we need to shine the light on stuff like this so that changes can happen because I think there is so much hidden um, underneath the surface that was so normal for such a long time um, and wasn't questioned in general. So it's good that this it comes out more and more now. So that's definitely. Great. Speaking of coming out more, did you know that Kristen Stewart was told to tone down her sexuality if she wanted to bag Marvel roles? Which I find very weird. Super weird. Super weird. I'm wondering, though, if that's actually people from Marvel, Marvel telling her that or someone else in the industry that, that mentioned that. Anyway. Well, she says in this article from nme.com, Oh, no, sorry, a recent interview with Harper's Bazaar. She says, I have fully been told if you just like do yourself a favor and don't go out holding your girlfriend's hand in public, you might get a Marvel role. So who told her that? I don't know. Could it have been her agent? Could it have been her? I don't think it was Marvel, but somebody has definitely so told her that. Yeah. I mean, if I think of the Marvel cast in general, I wouldn't say that the Marvel um cast is particularly inclusive besides tessa thompson being bi is shinji bi i think so yeah then that's about it right mm -hmm. so yeah now, Kristen stewart is openly bisexual um and she's stated in the past 
famous faces like Robert Pattinson and Stella Maxwell. <laughs> Basically, Kristen Stewart's response to that was, uh, fuck it. I am just going to enjoy my life. And being with who I want to be is part of that. And that's why uh, she's chosen to be open about her sex- sexuality and doesn't feel the need to explain herself. Which I find great. Um Kristen Stewart is about to play in the reboot of Charlie's Angel in case people, Charlie's Angels, it's too difficult, um, in case <laughs> people don't know, because I didn't know before I read the article that totally passed me by. And she will be there together with Naomi Scott and Ella Balinska, Balinska. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name properly, but yeah, those two people. Yeah, and It looks like it's going to be pretty awesome, full of badass feminist energy. And yeah. totally visually, like the representation from the women, um, a much needed makeover from the one from the 70s, which was awesome. Let's not like not saying it wasn't awesome. I don't even remember the one from the 70s. I'm just thinking about the one with Drew Barrymore. Um, oh, yeah, that one was good, too. <laughs> what's her face? Lucy Liu. Yes. And oh, Cameron yeah, Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I don't think that. But, I mean, we generally hear and know that the industry of show business is hardcore um, and has a lot of barriers for a lot of people. So that Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, wrong, <laughs> Kristen Stewart says fuck it, uh, totally makes her more uh, likable on my end. Even Definitely, and more relatable on my end as well. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um. And just as an aside, Charlie's Angels coming out in November, and it's directed by Elizabeth Banks, who is, like, really fucking awesome. So I think I'll be going to see this, maybe with my mom. Because <laughs> I'll be in Florida with my mom. Nice. Um, very outspoken, very funny, and just pretty awesome feminist woman in Hollywood right now. I'm curious how that movie goes, then. I'm pretty excited for it, actually. Now that I... Even, like, as... I, I've always liked Charlie's Angels. I used to watch it on like Nick at Night and stuff, um, where they would redo, reshow the old versions or the old shows, and it was always uh, one I liked. So I'm the more that I talk about this, I'm like I'm actually really excited for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe gonna have a watch as well. Yeah, awesome. So go, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, stepping Definitely. out of the Twilight horror. Oh, thank goodness. It's about time. <laughs> and hopefully our pets will do the same thing with Batman. Just, I was just put that out there. I was just thinking that it's interesting that it happens around the same time as yeah. our pets and uh, Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Maybe they made a pact like, this is the time that we get rid of Twilight. We become really <laughs> cool people again. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But speaking of cool people, some people become not so cool people somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's pretty hard. So Monica's talking about a recent bust article that just comes right out and say, like, you know, let's stop making excuses for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. We've covered this in previous episodes. Yeah, Um, she made waves a few months ago talking about playing or acting roles that would normally be played by women of color and compared her acting to a tree etc etc yeah and now she has taken a stance to defend uh, Woody Allen yeah who has been 
long time accused of sexual assault. And uh, sorry, did you know? Because I did know this and I keep forgetting it because it's so weird. But he married his adopted daughter. I just read that for the first time. I just know that there is something weird going on with him, but I've never really watched his stuff. So I, I'm not like a diehard fan at all. So sorry if I out myself here. But so that's why he was just weirdly passing me by. And I just knew that there was something weird about him. Um, and I recall that I was just wondering why is he still around then? But apparently he's that um, famous guy that is unbreakable in a way because of yeah. his genius or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I have seen like loads of his stuff, um, to be honest. But in general, apparently Scarlett Johansson is taking a stance for, uh, for Woody Allen, which obviously doesn't fall great with a lot of other people and especially the victims of the sexual harassment case sexual harassment cases sexual whatever <laughs> sexual healing <laughs> yeah this is i don't know people are just i don't okay so i'm like so torn of the opinion like okay she can do what she wants to do whatever but then it's like what she says and how she supports. I don't, I don't know. It's I just don't know how I feel about this. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Scarlett Johansson is like an enigma. She's so like outspoken, which is good. But then she's saying like previously about her movie roles and now standing up for Woody Allen. And yet she's also like heavily involved in the Me Too movement, which seeks to, which which does support and stand up for and with victims of sexual assault. And it just, it, this confuses me, you know, because there's these sexual assault allegations against Woody Allen and they're from like his daughter from back, like, since he was a ch or she was a child and even her brother who's also respected in the me too movement he like says that her claims are true they're legit like i don't i don't know it's just i i just i wonder i, I mean i don't wonder <clears throat> yes i do wonder how difficult it is if you know someone and if you have a relationship with someone in a certain way i mean it's not in a sexual way right now but Considering that uh, Scarlett Johansson was working with Woody Allen in probably more than one films, but I'm just throwing that out there because I don't know if it's true. But I guess, um, I guess that there is a relationship out there between them, and if that has not been sexual at all, then I wonder how difficult it is if you know someone for a very long time, and if you because not every sexual sexual harasser is sexually harassing everyone and also his friends so then it's the question of yes obviously if we're standing here now would you totally drop would, would, would you say it means that you have to drop your friend as it is it kind of does but also on the other way on the other side would you if it were your friend i'm super torn about this because scarlett johansson is a usually outspoken feminist but then recently she's been coming out with takes that are extraordinarily out of character from what it seems, out of character, out of real life, out of character, <laughs> um, from 
what public image she seems to have displayed before. It's a, it's a weird one. It's, it's a weird one and it's happening. And I don't know, Scarlett, just take a back seat now. Just shut up. Stop talking. I think in particular, when it comes to the role situation, I think it's something that women who fought for being where they are can take very personal because I assume that she and a lot of other actresses, female actresses, obviously, had to work really hard to get to a point where they get really great roles and, 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 and are at a place where all, often male actors are more often. So I think it's kind of like protecting her situation, her position in that space, um, which leads her to talk, to mention really stupid shit about all of that because yeah she could have been more diverse with how she answered um but that just didn't happen and i feel that's also just a, a snapshot of when you meet someone at the wrong position at the wrong time at the wrong place because maybe she already had a bit bad day and said something shitty about that i mean that happens to all of us that doesn't mean mm -hmm. that that's really what she's talking about but it's all, or that's really what she means but um i feel you can get really protective of your own space when you had to work hard to get there and i guess um that could be happening as well yeah but yeah yeah Maybe reconsider and think twice next time, Scar Joe. Yeah, I think that's all we'll say on that one. Yeah, still gonna watch the movie though, I guess. Me too. <laughs> and next up in ambiguous actors that we're not sure how we feel about, we're going all the way back to something that we talked about in November, and we are giving an update on the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp lawsuit. Groundhog Day. Yay! Yay! So apparently, um, the two are now in a proper, or shortly before a proper lawsuit, because um, even though they agreed that things which should be kept private, then Amber Heard wrote that article that we talked about where she publicly said, what called Johnny Depp the wife beater uh, and now Johnny Depp is basically suing her for defamation and now it's going to get really juicy no not juicy but um dirty dirty yes dirty is the, the proper word because now they actually go to court for that and Amber yeah. Heard is not amused she is not she has She's worried that she's going to be demonized in the debt lawsuit and what's the, the details of it kept private, which, okay. How do you know how American laws work? No. Is every lawsuit public? Basically? I think that you can basically have them closed, closed courtrooms, closed uh, outcomes and yeah. I totally understand, on the one hand, I understand the fear that she has in general just of her information being out there in the world because we already saw, or when we talked about Gamergate, people just have no boundaries and people use whatever information they get to make someone else feel horrible. And specifically considering we're talking about a famous actor and his famous ex-wife, um, considering she now was in Aquaman, she's properly famous herself as well. Um there is probably a lot of shit happening on both sides, but 
often geared and aimed towards the female side of the situation um, to basically fall into proper harassment cases. So I get that she's really worried about her private information being out there. But I'm also wondering, I agree with everything that you're saying, but I'm also wondering, is she hiding something? Like, is she hiding, like, she doesn't want the, like, because Johnny Depp has, from the beginning, says that he, he was not the abuser, she was. Yeah. And so is something going to come out and... She because she is such a a strong advocate for women's rights and for domestic abuse and domestic violence victims that is going to completely jeopardize um, the stand that she has built for herself, basically. Yeah. But, you know, like I said just a couple articles ago, I would be inclined to believe the victim, but this is just a strange, strange, emotionally draining case, I think, for everyone involved. Yeah. I guess it's just in general difficult because both of the parties display themselves in a very specific light, right? So they are both actors. They both have the the they both have the weapons and the skills to to do stuff that other victims and accusers wouldn't have in that situation. Like the victim victim usually is not capable of having a huge platform or doesn't have a huge platform that they can use to do stuff. Um, and to to portray a picture of yourself of themselves, whereas Amber Heard can do that since she's pretty famous um, and married to a pretty famous person. So now they're both probably portraying themselves in a light that's not one hundred percent the truth, mm-hmm. um, which is still not me saying she's not the victim. But I just think that that probably hurts more once you get to a place where you need to open play with open cards. I mean. Definitely. Especially an uh, article has released or news has released in the past day or so that says that Amber Heard or Johnny Depp is claiming that Amber Heard was using blackmail of with a picture of him smoking drugs in a glass pipe. Um, and I, I mean, this article doesn't say what kind of blackmail. Um but apparently these images have been used in court and they are now introduced into evidence in the case against Johnny Depp. So, okay, we already know that Johnny Depp has, you know, used drugs. Well, probably still does. <laughs> probably still does. Um, so, like, this isn't... I, I, I fail to see what relevance these pictures have because it's a fairly well-known assumption, I think, that Johnny Depp... Has a substance abuse problem? I don't even think it's an assumption. Is it an assumption? I mean, I, people I publicly know that he has drug problems. And if you watch him on various shows, you can't deny that there must be stuff going on occasionally. True. So I'm just I'm just trying not to like outright accuse somebody. Yeah, you know, it's not it, it, it's not even that I don't think it's something that you can accuse people of. I think it's an addiction is something really horrible and that is really something where I would say that's an issue and that's a disease that's yes you made a few bad choices but then you were just sliding down that slide and there it goes with you and I think yeah. it takes a lot of balls um to get over that that eventually. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't even cre- and discredit him because he fell into that trap again because I think that's just the nature of being an addict. Yeah. 
So that's why that's why I'm saying like I don't really know how this picture could be used as blackmail because it's like a known fact. Yeah. But it's been given into evidence and this case is just going to get louder and messier and crazier. It's going to get really ugly. I mean, we're talking, I had to, at the end of this article, they stated the number of what he's suing her for now. And I didn't even, there were so many zeros. So it's 50 million dollars, 50 million US dollars he's suing her for. I don't even think because of the 50 million, it would say that he can't be the abuser, allegedly the abuser. Because we know that people sue for high amounts of numbers, even though they're guilty. <laughs> so, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Definitely interesting. One to watch, one to cringe, and one that's definitely, like we say, going to get super ugly. Oh yeah, it's going to get ugly. But the good news is that was the last sad and bad article that Ooh. we have for you this week. Now we're <laughs> going to talk like some cool things coming up. Yay. So our next article... Hang on. One of those articles was from Tom. We're just going to go back in time for a second and talk about Kristen Stewart. Thank you so much, Tom, for sending us that article. You're the best. You're the best. Belatedly. But we got there. And now we're talking about Ms. Monopoly. Thanks to Frasley from Dragon Powered Studios for sending us in this article. So basically, we're getting a new version of Monopoly. In order to address the gender pay gap. Yeah, which I it sounds pretty cool. Um, it's totally focused on female CEOs, like women in in business, and um, it's groundbreaking because women make more than men. So when they pass go, it's so cool. When passing go, any man who is playing this game of Monopoly is going to make two hundred dollars, but a woman is going to make two hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> and at the very beginning when the bankers you know giving out all the money women get 400 smackaroos more than men wow smackaroos and you know other than like those financial things this is going to be so groundbreaking for women because all of the tiles and all of the squares are going to be celebrating and women and women-led investments innovations things like chocolate chip cookies bulletproof vests solar heating, ladies' modern shapewear. Like, this stuff is going to be really, really cool for young girls and whole families to learn about, really. I'm not 100% sure how I approve of the person who who created ladies' modern shapewear, but everything else I totally approve of. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some I own shapewear and it's fine. Sometimes it's necessary to hold in your little rolls when you're wearing a nice dress. Is it though? Is it though? Is it it's really more com- though? It's more comfortable to like have your bits kind of held in tight. I never to- found that very comfortable. The thing that oh. I just under the boobs. Whoop. It's pretty hard to go to pee with that one and stuff. I like the one that comes down your legs a bit. So it's not, uh, it helps with your chub rub and um like it's definitely important things i do have those too so that's one thing i only have one of those starting from the legs and goes up to right under the boob and it's not comfortable oh anyways whether they're comfortable or not it's being celebrated in this and because it's made by a woman 
Yeah, you can't deny that it had an impact on modern society. So, I mean, I can still uh, question what impact it had on modern society, but sure. (laughs) I like that idea. Yeah. I wonder if it's necessary to do the the getting paid more situation. Well, that's kind of the whole point, is that it's envisioning a world where women are in the current situation that men are in. Because right now in modern corporate America and many corporate places across the world, men get significantly more money than women. Yes. So this is addressing that maybe tongue in cheek. I don't know, but it's definitely addressing it and it's definitely bringing it to light. And if like the men that you're playing with are like, Hey, how come you get $40 more than me? Be like, how come you get paid $40 more than me every fucking week? And yeah. then make more male advocates in the actual corporate workplaces. Amen to that. Yeah. I agree with you. I just wanted to push your finger. Ha ha ha. Um, and another really cool thing that Hasbro has done with this game, they surprised three young female inventors with over $20,000 for real money. Nice. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. But they, it doesn't state, the article doesn't state why and how they picked those three people, does it? Or at least no. I didn't. I thought that was no, something just, related just to the it, game. It did. But no, that's awesome. I don't know how... But it's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And even though um, one of these young girls, she's 13 years old, and she invented a device that detects lead in drinking water, when they interviewed her, she said that um, she didn't really know how much, how big a, a pay gap there was in the gender, like in between men and women's pay. And she says, as a 13-year-old, I'm pretty impressed by this. She says, I think it's super important to talk about equal pay and that there's no such thing as boys' subjects and girls' subjects. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. 13, man, 13. I know. Super smart, girls going places. And also, one is from Ireland who got the money. Yeah. Is that Doesn't Ireland? Say... Ireland, Ireland? Or is uh, there yeah. Ireland in the US as well? No. You never know. They have everything twice. I know. So one is from Denver, one is from Connecticut, and apparently one is from Ireland. She's actually, she's from Northern Ireland, actually. She's from Londonderry, nice. which is about two hours from me. And let's see, um, she got, I'm, I just found a news article. She only got, okay, people, she's only got 86 followers on Twitter. That's not something we can leave like the way it is. No. So following her right now, because badass 16-year-old girl, you're going places. We can link her in the show notes. She's called Eva uh, Eva Kenny. Yeah, we can. I only looked her up because I was like, I was just curious. And yeah, I'm trying to see what she what she won it for. Um, something about medications uh, or testing medications for what they, what ingredients they contain. Okay. Anyways, super cool and definitely going to be intrigued by playing it. Nice. She's 16, though. I know. So young so and young so and innovative. So smart. Love it. Awesome. Ava Kenny uh, invented a spectrometer that measures the amount of dye in candy and soda. After studying the harmful effects of additives in our food, Ava set out to help make educated decisions about the toxins they put into their bodies. Cool, cool beans. Moving from three amazing young inventors over to 
something else amazing that's flying around. Wow, that was the worst <laughs> segue we've ever had. It was pretty bad, not going to lie. Really, yeah, not going to lie. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, <laughs> Cecile Castellucci is writing a new Batgirl, and we have all been waiting for it. 100%. Though I am very confused. Batgirl and Batwoman are not the same person, right? No. Okay. Very confusing. I know. Yeah. So she, uh, Cecile Castellucci, you might also know her as Cecile Siskel. She's a American-born Canadian young adult novelist, <laughs> indie rocker, and director who currently lives in L.A. And she has this awesome new role writing Batgirl comics. Is she writing them or is she drawing them as well? Apparently writing only. I think writing only, yeah. But I recall that in our animated manga uh, episode, someone mentioned that that happens from the same person, whereas mm -hmm. in comics it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a really interesting comic series because, yes, um, Batgirl, a.k.a. Barbara Gordon, was introduced back in 1967 through DC. Uh, she has been featured on and off and this is her first solo appearance her very first like comic book directly about her so basically her story is quite hard um back in 1988 she was shot by us or as a civilian by the joker and the shooting caused her to become paralyzed so Her story evolved over the years. She became the Oracle, who was a computer whiz working with Batman to solve crimes, which is pretty cool. And now Castellucci is bringing her alive again as Batgirl. And she says, you can't write Batgirl and not address her trauma. I like that. Also, yeah. if you heard Gordon, you're fairly correct because she's the daughter of Commissioner Gordon that was working yeah. with Batman. In general. Yeah. So back in the 80s, this comic, and specifically the shooting of Barbara Gordon, it br brought on a big debate on how women and violence against women are depicted in comics. So it has been kind of instrumental in changing and shaping the way that comics are written. So I think it's going to be a, a, heavy, a heavy comic series that is going to address a lot of needed issues yeah. for our modern... Our modern uh, geek girls. She's not the um, Castellucci's not the first woman who will repeat writing for who will write for Batgirl, but the previous writer, um, Margaret Scott, Margaret Scott. Sorry if the pronunciation is totally off. Um, it's written very weirdly. Um, oh, that's Irish. It's Marie. Oh, geez. Thank you, yeah. Marie. You're welcome. <laughs> See. <laughs> It's not on me. Um, yeah, she was writing uh, Batgirl before Castellucci did. So I really appreciate that there's a lot of females writing these comics. Mm -hmm. Like Sam Max, who's writing for Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, so jealous. Cool. Then the, where uh, one comic book is $30 just to send it to me. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Super bad. But yeah, pretty cool. And the graphics yeah. that we see in that article is pretty hard and rough and bloody and so um, yeah. tough stuff. 
I super guess. tough stuff. Yeah. So congratulations, Cecile. Excited to see what you bring to the comics. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And lastly, we're going to leave you on a more lighthearted, but still quite serious and very British note. <laughs> very British. I love those British notes. <laughs> yes. So last Geek Girl in the News, we talked about how there were some adverts that showed gender stereotypes in a pretty shit way. Yeah. Well, now we have a local Lincolnshire Fire and Rescue Department who are dropping the infamous, the infamous, the famous, the one and only Fireman Sam as their mascot because it was complained uh, that he wasn't inclusive or representative of the fire department. Considering when you think of what Fireman Sam gets switched for or switched by or what they use instead of Fireman Sam now. Yeah, well, I think they have for years used these two um, fire extinguishers as their mascots. And now Fireman Sam is just no longer going to be in the picture. And they have names, though. They're not just fire extinguishers. They are Freddie and Philbert. Freddie and Philbert, the fire extinguishers. Fire extinguishers. That's so hard to pronounce, man. So hard. It should be Freddie and Frida because, I mean, like, Philbert is also a guy. So Freddie and Frida would be much more representative of their uh, their fire service. Like, like what did you say previously? Not what fire- did I say? Not- I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it made me laugh. Well, Monica was saying uh, before our show that uh, she thinks that this is only a small portion. Really, we should be talking about how Fireman Sam himself isn't inclusive. And I was like, you know, this is just the precursor. This is the first thing. And maybe Fireman Sam will evolve. This is Fireman Sam, the TV show for people who don't know. Uh, Fireman Sam will evolve to be Fire People Sam and Pam. Still <laughs> cracks me up, Fire People Sam and Pam. Yeah, I feel it should be could be a good pointer towards a direction where all the TV series and all the kids' shows, um, they have more strong female characters in them because it's also like Bob the Builder and uh, Fireman Sam and, well, Peppa Pig is... Postman Pat. Postman Pat. Peppa Pig is probably female, but she's also a pig. So I don't know how uh, great with representation that one is. But yeah. I know. Maybe it just gives a good... um, pointer towards the industry that yes we can create shows for little kids that show a lot of strong female characters but since I don't have a kid I really can't say um, if that's not already going on yeah I I don't know I don't know modern kid shows but I will say that Fireman Sam as the show has recently been under the microscope because they there was a petition to change his name from Fireman Sam to Firefighter Sam so that it's already more gender neutral just with okay. a, a wee switch of the language. Interesting. I like that. Sometimes yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. So while obviously there has been a lot of complaints because this is Great Britain um, <laughs> and they say inclusivity gone too far. But I think this is great. And I think that we need to talk about stuff like this more and make these changes. And I am down for Lincolnshire County Council. I think you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Yes. Go Freddie and Philbert. Freddie and Frida. Consider it. (laughs) Yeah, consider it. Consider it. (laughs) Awesome. That was it for this month, I guess. 
Yeah, that was a big one. It was kind of a heavy, heavy episode. Um, so we would love, love, love to know what you think about some of those articles, all of them, even one of them. Let us know what you think. You can find us on social media or even better, why not join us over in the Dragon Power Studio Discord where you can join in lots of discussion with the other members of the podcast network and the people who love us. Yes, you can do that at geekhearing.com forward slash discord. Woohoo! We will see you there and next week for another really great episode of Geek Hearing. Obviously, as always. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening this week and see you next one. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Thank <laughs> you.